Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling a solo. But man, let me tell you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Hugh Evans on our show. Uh, He's nominated to be into the NBA Hall of Fame this year. Wow, what a guest that was. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, squirrels are from all around the world. We got Barry Wagner on our show. And Barry Wagner is a legend in the Arena Football League. Let me tell you, this man was a seven-time Iron Man of the Year from 1992 to 1997. Seven times in a row, he won the Iron Man of the Year. I'm telling you, this man is considered to be the greatest player in Arena Football League history. Tonight, I welcome Barry Wagner. What's happening, Barry? How y'all doing? Having me on the show. Hey, man. Man, it's my pleasure to have you on the show, man. I, you know, a couple years ago, some years back, uh, it's been about five years maybe, we had you on the show. But it's so good to have you back on the show, Barry. How life treating you? I am enjoying life. Thank, I just want to give all the thanks to God, who is my head of my house. I know that's right. I know that's right. Hey, hey, Barry. Um, you know, we a lot of us that know um, know the Arena Football League know know that you played for the Predators for um, for quite a while, and you made a, a, a humongous reputation for yourself here in Florida. Um, brought brought Arena Football League to its fame, and I, I credit that to you and some other great players that played in the league. But um, what are what are some uh, name some of those other teams besides the uh, SaberCats? I know you played for the Sabercats, too, but name some of the other teams that you played for in the Arena Football League, and tell people a little bit about the league. Well, first of all, uh, in, in the Arena League, Sabercats in Orlando, Predators was the only two teams I played really, uh, really played for. Um, I, I did an indoor league for the Orlando Thunder um, after I retired. Well, I was done with football in 2008. And seven, uh, and um, heard about this young man get killed on the field up in Daytona. I don't know if y'all remember that. I remember that. 2007. And when he died, I just felt like, you know, that game was, it was an indoor game, you know, indoor league, it wasn't an arena, but kind of a short arena. So I went up there to visit the team and talk to him and let them know that uh, I was there and I was praying for him. And the coach, um, Say so you uh, asked me, um, you look good. I said, yeah. I said I was thinking about playing one more year, and he and he was like, wow, man, it'd be nice if you could play with us this year. And I was like, huh? You know. <laughs> so I, I I did. I I uh, kind of came out of retirement, played with them, and then I ended up coming back to Orlando with the end uh, year out with Orlando. Some they had some guys get hurt, so worked out there good. But uh, that's on the team. I was going to play with Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay Storm. Um, kind of sort of glad I didn't. It had been hard for, for Orlando to see me in a Tampa Bay Storm uniform, so thank God for that. But um, other than that, um, you know, I played in the NFL a couple of years. Uh, I played with the Bears. I played with the Colts. Um, so basically, you know, that's about it about me. Uh, a country boy from Alabama, got an opportunity to live a dream, and dream came true. You know, I, I I know what you mean, um, Baron. And, and when when we look at like when we look at your numbers um, from the Arena Football League, it's you know we look at some some incredible numbers. But when we when we actually look at what you did in college, man, you followed a great receiver uh, at at uh, Alabama. A&M University, you know, when you when when you coming behind John Starworth and you chasing his records, 
and you bypass his records, hey, wow, that says a lot, man. And how, how, did, how did that make you feel when you think about uh, Star Wars and the numbers that he, uh, well, he I, put up? I'm going to tell you this. It's going to be funny now. Uh, I broke Star Wars records in like five games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it was a whole season. It only took five games. Um, I was on a hot streak. Uh, the offense coordinator realized that, uh, I, I mean, I, I was a money man, kind of sort of, you know, back now, like nowadays, they, they call you the money man. Right. The offense coordinator kind of figured out I was his man. Um, and it's found a way to give me the ball all type of ways. I was, um, I was in the backfield, coming out the backfield, catching passes. I was at tight end. I was in the slot. I was outside. So he kind of um, made me the great guy, great receiver that I became. Um, and and, and um, HBCU, you know, I'm yeah. probably probably top rank. Beyond with the records I have, I'm a probably I'm top rank. Um, thing is, we went we moved from uh, the SIC Division Two where I played at to Division One AA, which is uh, the SWAT. But we play a lot of SWAT teams. So I, my numbers blew up when we played a lot of sweat teams like Mississippi Valley, uh, Tennessee State, uh, Alabama State, which is the Magic City class that we play every year. So we play against some, you know, some 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 good competition back in my days also. Yeah. But now we sweat year round. And Barry, not you know, and, and let me tell you, man, when you catch a hundred and twelve passes in college. For almost two thousand yards, one thousand eight hundred seventeen yards. Come on, and and, and over sixteen yards per catch your senior year. Those some, those are some very impressive numbers, man. You know, and 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 I, I can only imagine playing all of those positions in college only set you up to have a brilliant have no to have the brilliant career in the Arena Football League that you had and playing the slot running back. Wide receiver, tight end, uh, the X, the Y, the Z. Man, you played them all. Know, but this, let me tell y'all something though, funny though. But I recruited out of high school as a safety. <laughs> I recruited out of high school as a safety. I played both in high school: receiver, DB, played linebacker, played quarterback. That was my original position: was quarterback. But uh, I had good hands, and Coach saw that in me, and so he made me play receiver and made me come in and throw the ball when we had to throw the ball to other receivers. Um, my freshman year, I had like 2,200 yards throwing and, and like 20 touchdowns my freshman year in high school. So I, I was quarterback. But unfortunately, um, they need somebody to catch the ball. They had a quarterback can kind of run and throw type thing like a um, – the guy from Nebraska, Frazier. He was like a Frazier. He can run the ball. He was a so-so passer. But, you know. But anyway, long story short, uh, Alabama and them, I recruited by a lot of, a lot of school. Uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia. I recruited by I top high school. I was Super 11. Super 11 is the best 11 players in the state or, or where you're from. So I was the top player in the state of Alabama. Hey, hey, Barry, hold on one second. I want to say something. I didn't make that list in Florida, man, and I was a little disappointed my senior year. But go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, Derek, the funny thing is, it, it was it's funny how, um, you know, you was a super level and you get recruited as a. The reason I went to Alabama and um, a lot of people don't know this story. Uh, my mom kind of, my parents see me and my brother at two different places. And. You know, signing day came up. I uh, I left school, went home, and my mom was sitting there and asking who I signed with. I said I didn't sign with anybody because I don't know what to do. And she told me the reason she wanted me to go to Alabama and them because my brother was already there. Uh, I had uncles, aunt, cousins to go there, graduate. And my brother was a uh, my brother was Black College Player of the Year in basketball, 1988 Jet Magazine, Andre Wagner. So it was kind of like a I think, do I go somewhere and play where my parents can't come, or do I go where my parents can see both me and my brother? And later on that night, Alabama A&M, Alabama A&M knocked on my door with six of their coaches 
at my door. And when I saw those guys at my door, six coaches from the university, not one, not the head, not the head coach, but the defense coordinator, the offense coordinator, the running back, the defensive back coach. I mean, just imagine six coaches in your house. And yeah. That, and that made me realize they wanted me. Bad. For sure. And, you know, when I look back on it, oh, yeah, I could have played at Alabama. Yeah, I could have played at Florida. Yeah, I, I could have played anywhere in the country, but it wasn't about that. It was about my parents and, you know, what would – so I ended up signing with a and My first four – I played my first – I started my freshman year and went on through. So – but um, my senior year would happen to be a change of coaches – and um, I wasn't too happy about that, but it worked out for the best. The coach came in, realized what he had, and and made me a, <laughs> a dominant player. Hey, Barry, you you was the um, Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference Player of the Year in 1989, and you know, and you went to the Senior Bowl. But Barry, I want to I want to ask you one question, man. How does it feel? to catch 23 passes in one game. Tell, tell me that, really, because, you know, I've never taught – I don't think I've met anybody. And, you know, and I played with Michael Irvin and, uh, and some great players, Willie Smith, uh, a lot, Glenn Dennison. A lot of these guys caught a lot of passes, but I've never played with anybody. I don't think I've ever played with anybody catch 14 passes in a game, but 23 passes in a game? How well, does that feel? The thing, the thing was um, – that's funny because um, I would have caught more. I did that in two and a half quarters. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know seriously. I didn't even play uh, a full fourth quarter. Four, I mean, four quarters. I played. I played two and a half. Coach when even finish uh, the third quarter, and then when they realized that I was only two catches away from uh, Jerry Rice, the game was over with. They didn't realize I was that that close to a record. Um, wow. And um, and um, the funny thing is. I was just, you know how the shooter get hot. Mm-hmm. I was just hot. I was just, I was just on that game. I mean, when I say on, I could catch a five yard hitch, and I was going sixty yards. Well, well Barry, let's let's make out. it be, let's make it be clear that you caught twenty three passes for three hundred and seventy yards and five TDs, receiving TDs. That is, you yeah, know. So no, this was court. just not catching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and the thing is, I would have caught more balls, but I, I didn't kind of sort of didn't play past halftime. Like halftime, we was winning, and the coach was um, not letting me go back in. And I snuck back in, I think, and caught a couple more balls. And then uh, he snatched me out for good. <laughs> 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 but uh, but it, it was a blessing, though, man. Like I said, um, not just that. I mean, not just that game. I mean, games I caught. 20 passes, games I caught 15, games I caught, you know, certain passes, you know. Yeah. How that you know, and, and, uh, not to cut you out, Barry, but, you know, we, we have, um, all of us have heroes, you know, as people we look up to that um, role models or athletes that we look up to. And um, I tell you, man, um, when I was growing up, Marcus Allen, was was the person I looked up to on the field. I wanted to play like Marcus Allen. I wanted to, and Tony Dorsett. Those were my two. You know, I wanted to be fast like Tony, and I wanted to have moves like Marcus, and could hit the corners like Marcus. Who did you idolize coming up as an athlete, as a football player? Who did you look up to? Uh, like the John Fowler. John, yeah. I I, I kind of knew him. If, I kind of I knew him. I knew of him before I went to A&M. See, let me go back. When I was a young kid, um, growing up in Greensboro, Alabama, with the black and white TV, and the TV used right. to walk at a certain time of night, uh, <laughs> the only two teams I used to see on TV were the Dallas Cowboys and Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the only two teams that uh, came on on my TV. And as I was growing up and started like, I was a Cowboys fan. So it was the Cowboys. You know, Drew Peterson, Tony Dorsett, Roger Starback, 
Tutal Jones, Randy White. I'm talking about, I was, oh man, I was a cowboy fan. Right. Um, so as I got older, my uncle said, that guy right here, they were playing, they always was the Cowboys and the Steelers in the championship game. So tell your mom what you got to do. Um, so, so what happened was, uh, my uncle said, hey, what's going on there? I said, Hey, don't him. Okay, cool. Yeah, you better talk to him. Alabama Alabama and you know, you know, that's what Don't say it. So when the thing came out across and he said, Don't say what and he said, Come to Texas and then yeah, and said, Alabama and then University. I said, Wow. And I started watching Chillers. I forgot all about the Cowboys. And every time the Chillers was on, I was watching him. And I was like, Wow. I can't believe this guy went to my uncle's school. Wow. I want to be just like him. I said that. I actually said that as a kid. Um, and my mama said, boy, get up and go do your homework. <laughs> 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 so then, so then, um, I told my mama, when I was young, nine years old, nine, ten, or something like that. I said, mom, I'm going pro. I'm going to be rich and I'm going to take care of you and my daddy. And, and she told me, boy, you don't get to do homework. I'm going to whoop your butt. <laughs> I said, I tell you, Mom, I'm going to go pro. I'm going to look out for you. So when um, when Star Wars retired, uh, I was getting ready to get ready to go to college. But the thing is, I went to see uh, Alabama State, my history teacher. I went to Alabama State. I wanted me to go to Alabama State. So he took me to a game. So I'm on the sideline. They're trying to recruit me. I was like a junior, a sophomore, something like that. They're trying to recruit me. And look up, and I see this number 88 running down the field, catching balls from Mississippi Valley. i never forget it. They're playing Mississippi Valley. And this 88 had about five or six touchdowns. And I told those guys, I was like, man, I ain't coming to school here. No boy, no guy. These guys suck. They let one guy beat them. <laughs> that guy turned out to be Jerry Rice. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, I wow. finally got, I saw Jerry Rice before he was Jerry Rice. Before he um, was Jerry Rice, she saw it. When he used to walk, when he used to run with the bricks in his hand, when he was working with his daddy as a mason, as a brick mason. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's we'll take a quick commercial break and we come back. We got more from the legend. Arena Football League Hall of Famer, Arena Football League greatest player of all time, Barry Wagner. We'll be right back with more sports information after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got Barry Wagner on the show. Hey, Barry, you know, um, before we left, we were talking about um, you meeting the legendary um, Jerry Rice before he was Jerry Rice while he was in college at Mississippi Valley. You know, um, I know I, I read some things about Barry Wagner Jr. You know, uh, how, how's your son um, progressing in the game? Is he still involved? How's it going? Well... Asking that question, he uh he got a scholarship offer from Texas A&M at 15 as a sophomore at Orlando Christian Prep. Uh, Noah Dane looking at him, Arkansas Razorback coming next month to see him. Um, Louisville looking at him, Missouri looking at him. Um, he's doing well, um, and also he played basketball and they just won back-to-back state titles. Wow. Wow, that's that's a. And what's the name of the school again, Barry? Orlando Christian Prep. Mm-hmm. They got the number one. Well, they got number fourteen basketball player coming out going to North Carolina named Nazir Little. Play on his team. Mm-hmm. They won back type to type, back state to state title. But my son did something I never did. He won um, high school rings in, in sports. <laughs> well, he got two. He got two to my zero in high school, but I got five total. There you go. I got there two you go. Including the pros, so. Yeah, and um, your son is a wide receiver at a, at Orlando Christian Prep. Yeah, he played wide receiver in uh, in safety. Yeah, and 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 the position that the colleges are looking at him most would be wide receiver or or um, safety. Hey. They can pick and choose. Depends on what they want him. He he can do both on a, on a higher level too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe and he's and and he's he's coming up coming into his senior year, right? <clears throat> no, he's just a sophomore. Oh wow! And he's and he's six two six two hundred and seventy pounds is um the last I read on him on the internet. That yeah, was, that was the he's, size he's we was six, looking. Six two one eighty five now. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, uh, we're going to have to let Mark Rick know about um, uh, about uh, Barry Wagner Jr. Say again? We're going to have to let Mark Rick know about Barry Wagner Jr. Mark Rick at the University of Miami, he needs to come knocking on the door. <laughs> you know, come on, man. You know, we can't let, you know, he's, this this is the real deal we're talking about. 6'2", 185, and a sophomore. Wow. Yeah, so... We expected yeah. some big things from Barry Wagner um, Jr. as well. Yeah, well, you know, well. what's that, Barry? He's still growing. My specialist told me he's still growing. And he's he is what now? Sixteen. Just turned sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Man, <laughs> that must be very special, Barry, to, um, to see your, you know, to actually kind of mentor your son, too, and, and let him know the do's and don'ts uh, way ahead of the game. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of kids don't have this um, in their kitchen sitting down with them uh, at their dining room table and letting them know how important it is to make sure you get your grades right at, at an early age. Make sure you take the SATs at an early age. Make sure you pay attention in class. Sit in the front. All of that good stuff. You know, it's it's really good to know that uh, that you know that your son is really on on the fast track or ahead of the game. You know, he's been dealt a real good hand, and uh, he has to know how to. I hope he appreciates it, Barry. I know he does. Well, you know, my thing is, I tell him all the time. You know, for for me being on a higher level. I've ever been in sport, and and me and me the guys that try to go to this league. I tell them all the time. I can tell him stuff now that no one really taught me. You know, um, 
you know, my mom, like I told you, my mom was on me about my grades. And then one for her pushing me, they wouldn't have, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now. You know, I, the story I'm going to tell you, because I told my son, I said, when I was a sophomore, I was a starting corner at high school. Coming up after being freshman year, coming up, sophomore, starting corner, played quarterback, and I said, I got a bad grade in the class. One bad grade. I ain't never had none. Got one. And my mom took me off the team. And when she took me off the team, it destroyed me. And I never, I never had a bad grade before. You know, and she said, well, you ain't finna play no football. I said, Mom, but just one. No, no, you ain't finna play no football. I can't use the language she used. <laughs> so we on the air. But uh, everybody came to the house, the coach. This, my town's small now, so the head coach, the assistant coaches, that knew my mom personally, the superintendent, the mayor, the sheriff, and the chief of police. And my mom told everybody to get out of her house. He's not playing the ball. And it was it was devastating to me. And and you know, it's funny because the school is like right down the street. Like I walked to practice. Not not even a half a mile. And you can see the lights, you can hear the band, and they played that game without me. And I sit down on the back porch crying and my little brother came out and started crying with me and I asked him why he was crying. And he said, Because you crying, because you love football and you can't play. And it was just, you know, at that moment I realized my mom was trying to teach me something. That um Education mean a lot, no matter when or what year. It mean a lot, and um, I beg and pray that she give me an opportunity to make it up. And I and I made that grade up, turned that to an A, and I never had a problem again. And went on to school, but like I tell my son, like you saying, he got the upper hand and got a head of the game than everybody else. You know, got a father that played in the league. Um, that uh, can teach him the do's and the don'ts. Um, got a loving mother um, that uh, always supporting him and everything she do. Uh, and a lot of kids don't have that. A lot of kids don't have both their parents there. They might have a father there, not a mother. They might have a mother, not the dad. You know, and for him, he got both sides of the world. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. A mom that graduated from UCF, you know. And um, it, it's just amazing, man, how good God has been to us. And to him, I'm trying to tell him all the time, you know, Darryl, it, it's funny how you try to raise your child the way you were raised because you were raised a certain way, you know, with respect and discipline, and you respect your elders. And I got to tell the story real quick. We was out eating one day with, with his basketball team, his AAU team. And this guy came up to me, a Caucasian, Caucasian guy. I want to say that because there's a reason why. Came up to me and said, sir, excuse me, those your kids over there? I said, yeah, that's my son there right there. That's a problem? He said, no, I just want to let you know you have some very respectful young man. Whatever you're doing, you keep doing it because it's working. And to see that my kids and his friend, my son and his friend, are using what they've been taught when I'm not watching, when we're not watching, I could say it make a it make a father feel good, you know what I'm saying? I do. I des I definitely do know what you know exactly what you're saying. You know, well, listen, uh, hey man, I, I go ahead. We got time. I want you to I want to introduce y'all to my son. Um, his name is Barry Wagner Jr., but everybody call him BJ. I want y'all to know this: that his dad love him, and I push him. And if anybody follows me on Facebook. On my fan page and see the hard work he be doing. It's not because I forced him to do it, because I told him if he want to be great, this is what he need to do. So I'd like to introduce you to my son, BJ Wagner. Hi, BJ. How you doing? Hey, BJ Wagner. How you doing? And I want to let okay. you know, you, you your father is not one of the greatest football players of all time. He's one of the greatest men that I know. And um, I want the world to know that because that's who we're reaching out to tonight. And tonight we want to introduce uh, Barry Wagner Jr., some known as, better known as B.J. Wagner Jr. What do you have to tell the world, um, Barry Wagner Jr.? Uh, yes, I just want to thank my dad, my mom always support me and uh, my dad always pushed me 
to uh, be greater than him. And my mom for always supporting me for all the things I've been through. Hey, man, you got a great support line. And I'm going to tell you, you know, um, it's some people born in this world, and um, they're born with a bad hand. You know, no matter what happens, they're already born with a bad hand. When they leave the hospital and they go back home, when they go to their home, it's not a nice place because they're born with a bad hand. Some people really overcome that, and we really praise them, and we pray for them to overcome the situation and circumstances that they help, that they're dealt, dealt with. But, man, you, on the other hand, you dealt, you dealt a good hand, a really good hand. Love it, appreciate it, know it. Don't flaunt it, but love it, appreciate it, and know it. And thank God for it, um, Barry Wagner, Jr., Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, my brother. Yeah. Hey, Barry, thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. You got anybody you want to give a shout-out to before we go? Well, uh, well, you know, a lot of my um, friends that I still deal with, uh, Big Russell Russell that played for the Eagles, Big William Russell, I'm right. for the Eagles. You know, he just had ankle surgery. You know, I'm praying to hit. That's his third or fourth. After he had hip surgery, he had ankle surgery. So, praying for him. Uh, my friend Abraham Chapman, uh, Bobby Farmwell, and my guys in Orlando, um, Rudy Turner, aka known as Short Dog, one of my one of my closest friends for 20 some years since I've been in Florida. But uh, also you guys, man. There's you a great guy, man. I appreciate you uh, giving me a call and be on the show, you and Sam. I know Sam not there no more, but let him know he's in my prayer. And, you know, I, I can't stop talking about how good God been to me and my family, and, and, and we're going to continue to pray for everybody. We just don't, I just don't pray for myself and my family. I pray for everybody, even people I don't even talk to on the regular, even you. You know, I just I just make God make sure that everybody is taken care of, man, because of you know, this world got crazy now, so we got to keep praying. Yes, it has, Barry. You know, um, uh, I'm not to leave sports, but to think, just to commentate a little bit on what you're saying, uh, we really have to pray for each other, man. We got to pray for this world that we're living in. I looked at, uh, um, I just Googled a couple of days ago places in the world where war is, and you'd be surprised at how many places in the world have to deal with war children waking up the bombs going off and living in situations where they they so afraid they can't sleep and never even think about going to school in peace so it's just so much we have to pray for man it's a it's a it's a it's a busy busy world that we're living in and all of it is not good and um some of it is just horrific and um, we really have to pray for more peace and less war in this world that we're living in, my brother. Hey, Barry, before we get out of here, man, we got a call on the line. We got Vince, one of our, one of our callers. He wanted to holler at you before you get out of here. Vince, what's happening? We got Barry Wagner on the line. Oh, my goodness. Vince. Hey, um. Vince, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have to let you get out of here, Vince. You missed the chance to talk to a legend, Barry Wagner. We're gonna let Vince go, uh, Barry. Hey, Barry, thank hey, you Barry. again for being a part of our show. No problem. Thank you guys for having us. Hey, thanks, Barry. Hey, um, sorry we had we had a chance to, for Vince to talk to Barry, but we missed him. Uh, man, what a legend in the Arena Football League, Barry Wagner. We could have kept him on all show. But, you know, we, we understand that Barry, <laughs> I understand that Barry has a son, and uh, Barry Wagner Jr. is, is um, and, you know, if you ever have a chance, take a peek at what Barry Wagner Jr. is doing um, at, um, um, uh, what's uh, the school he's Orlando. at? Is Orlando Christian, Orlando Christian Academy. Yeah, so take uh, so take a look at what Barry Wagner's doing there, and if and look him up on in the um in the Orlando Sentinel. He has a lot of articles on Barry Wagner Jr. in Orlando Sentinel. So he's doing some big things at OCP, and uh, we really look forward to uh, seeing him coming up on his junior year this year. 
Man, this kid is just a junior, 6'2", 185 pounds. Wow. Yeah, wow. And I guess his position is it's still yet to be determined, but I know he's a for what I hear, he's an outstanding wide receiver. Is uh, it's a position that he's probably going to play for um, for the Orlando team uh, for his high school team this year. You know, it's it's so much to talk about. Um, I guess one of the things I want to get into a little bit about the NFL this week is that um, there's some free agents that we've seen. Um, this year in the NFL that I really think it's, it's a question mark by, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, is, is traded from the Buffalo Bills, who he took to the playoffs last year, to the, the Cleveland Browns. And I'm, I'm not mad at Cleveland. I think Cleveland needs a mobile quarterback because, you know, everything is a little sketchy in Cleveland. I think that's a big, a big step up for Cleveland to get Tyrod Taylor. But then you look up and Jarvis Landry is leaving the Miami Dolphins. But we know the Miami Dolphins, man, what are they doing down there? Are they just trying to give away this team? Jarvis Landry is... It's compared to Odell Beckham, a better receiver, in my opinion. He's more durable. He has more catches in him in his in their in their career. And I'm not and I, I I'm not saying he's a a big play receiver, but he is a top receiver in this league. When you talk about the top ten receivers, his name has to be in that list. Has to be on that list somewhere. So for the Miami Dolphins to get rid of Jarvis Landry. And Jay Ajay, and now they're talking about Dominican Sue. He's possibly on the trading block. I, it makes you wonder what's going on in Miami. Are we just having a blowout sale? They just trying to trying to get themselves definitely out of playoffs. Uh, I, I I don't know, but I really think that the Miami Dolphins have to make a decision real quick. Hey, guys, we're going to be back with more sports information and more NFL talk after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, we're, we were just talking about the Miami Dolphins. And one thing about the Miami Dolphins is that you don't hear about them talking to big-time free agents. At least this not this season. Now, we're hearing about them actually trying to unload players. But when we, you know, and I've been talking about this guy, Kirk Cousins, for the last couple of weeks, and we keep hearing all kind of names. But now we're hearing Arizona's in the mix. Denver's still in the mix. Minnesota's in the mix. And the New York Jets are in the mix. Now, if Kirk Cousins wants to really go Hollywood, he goes with the New York Jets because that's where the money is. He'll make more money off the field than he makes on the field in, in New York. So, come on, if he's making $10 million a year on the field, and you know, because he's going to get a hefty signing bonus, he'll easily make at least probably 5 to 10 to 8 to $12 million off the field. That's according to him. And, you know, it's not even fair to think that the Minnesota Vikings – are going to have a chance at getting Drew Brees because it's a rumor out there. It's talks that Drew Brees could be on the trading block. Don't believe it. I, I don't see it happening. Um, but Malcolm Butler, who didn't play at all in the in the Super Bowl, only on special teams, uh, he could he could be traded. You know, so uh, who who knows who could um, who could benefit. Uh, from Malcolm Butler, but I definitely don't see him coming back. Teddy Bridgewater, definitely he's on the trading block because, hey, uh, the Vikings have too many quarterbacks. Sam Bradford, he's on the trading block. And Case Keenum, he could possibly be a trade. So who would the, who would the Vikings have at quarterback? Well, back to, Kate, back to Kirk Cousins. I'm sure they'll have a look at Kirk Cousins because, you know, Kirk Cousins is he's the number one free agent but what would what would the Seattle Seahawks be without Jimmy Graham not to say that he has been the most productive um um not to say that he's been the most productive tight end in the league or even one of the best tight end in the league and when we compare everybody to Rob Gronkowski you know that's 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 a tough comparison but he definitely has not been a Bob Gronkowski, and that's what a lot of people thought he was going to be. Even myself, I thought he'd be something close to Rob Gronkowski when he came into the league uh, out of the University of Miami. But, you know, he he hasn't even lived up to some of the great University of Miami tight ends um, um, since he's uh, been in the league. But I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave Jimmy Graham alone because he's been bouncing around and he still has he still has some some uh, some room for improvement. But um, you know, Terrell Pryor a couple of years ago was talked about as one of the number one free agents. You know, and here he is again as one of the number one free agents again coming out this year. I just don't see um, Terrell Pryor as what we would call one of the one of the top one of the top um, free agent receivers. I I can't see it. You know, I I just don't see it. I don't. Some may some may say he could be one of the one of the top free agent receivers coming out this year. And I'm talking about Terrell Pryor, but personally, I don't I don't I don't see where that's a, um, where that's a possibility. You know, but um, you know, last week we talked about. Um, Alden Smith. Well, I'm gonna give you a little update on Alden Smith. You know, Alden Smith. Uh, he pled not not guilty to domestic to the domestic violence case that was brought against him last week. So, um, and he had four misdemeanor charges. So, good luck, um, Alden Smith. Um, checked himself into a rehab center again. Um, so, who knows what's gonna happen uh, with that? Uh, we're praying for that brother. We really are praying for that brother because, you know, he has, must have something going on that, that he can't handle or can't control because there's no reason for him to be 
not focused and dedicated to his craft. You know, if, if you're going to make football your livelihood, Alden Smith, you need to dedicate and focus on your craft. You know, because I'm going to tell you something. When we're talking about dedication and focus on your craft, Tiger Woods is a guy that a lot of people thought that his career was over. You know, a lot, a lot of us, you know, put Tiger in the in the casket and threw the dirt on him and said that, um, you know, he'll he'll never he'll never win again. Um, he'll never be the Tiger Woods of old. Uh, we'll never see him swing the club like he used to. That's just. You know, and that was a lot of haters out there. You know, let's just let's just keep it real. It was a lot of haters out there talking trash on Tiger Woods, doubting him. And hey, um, Tiger Woods proved them all wrong. And 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 I'll put my name on that list too. I, I well, I always said that Tiger Woods needed to take a rest. He needed to get himself ready to play. And I always thought he came back early, too health, not healthy enough to play. And I always thought that hampered his production. And because his because he was not healthy, he he rushed himself back and he was not playing at a high level. But um to see him play over the weekend, uh, to see him play at a high level over the weekend, I think that was just, I think it was off, awesome. Um, you know, Tiger Woods has 79 wins um, in his a lifetime wins, and he has not reached that 80th win yet. So a lot of us are pulling for him to, to reach 80. And um, to see him hit a birdie on 18, come in second place um, yesterday was, was for, for golf fans, um, Outstanding, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm a, I'm a golf fan. Um, I'm, I'm a, I like to watch the game on, on television. I actually, um, and I like to see, and I like to, um, like to play as well. But um, uh, Tiger Woods got came in second um, in the Valspar Championship, uh, finishing one shot behind the winner, Paul Casey. Um, so Tiger is um you know he's 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 back on track. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like I mean it. He's he's um he is back on track. And um be careful, you know, because um he has a, the the big tournament is coming up uh in a couple of weeks. I think it might even be this weekend, um, when they play the Auto Palmer. Uh, I think it's on a Palmer Open. I can't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but that's gonna be a big one. So uh, it'll be big. It'll be big, and every all the big names will be there. Ricky Fowler, um, um, uh, Justin Thomas, um, you know, uh, all of them. So it's the Honor Palmer Invitational. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And uh, let's say you never know. Tiger may even be ready, uh, ready for the Masters in Augusta uh, in April. So let's, that's going to be interesting to, to see what what actually happens. Um, what actually happens um, with Tiger Woods. I'm all about you, Tiger. I'm pulling for you. I'm definitely pulling for you, Tiger. Uh, you, um, I'm, I'm on your, I'm on your team, Tiger. You know how Beyonce got the beehive? Well, I'm on your team, Tiger. I'm pulling for you. You know, I got your back. I'm pulling for you. I am. I ain't got your back. I can't do nothing for you. I'm just, I, ain't, I ain't hating on you, Tiger. I guess that's what I really mean. I'm not gonna me. I'm not gonna be the person that's hating on you, Tiger. But um, you know, I guess another big name free agent that we have not talked about, Richard Sherman. And Richard Sherman suffered a Achilles injury, Achilles tendon injury, and he hasn't played in since late in early in the season. But um, 
the minute the the, the San Francisco 49ers signed Richard Sherman, and from what I understand, it's like a $39 million contract with a lot of um, $30-something million contract with a lot of incentives. So a three-year incentive-laden deal. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting to see how this works out with uh, with Richard Sherman and uh, a lot you know a lot of people are going to constantly talk about um, about um, about his age and uh, being in the league thirteen years, but um, thirty nine million that's a lot of money, you know. It could be worth up to thirty nine million. So if he's if his deal is could be worth up to thirty nine million, that just means really that um, that he has a lot of incentives that he that he has to make, and I'm I'm pulling for him. You know, Richard Sherman is a guy I like. It's going to be difficult to see this guy out of a forty niners um, out of out of a Seattle Seahawks uniform, and and if he is not playing at the level that he played at. The Seahawks, it's going to be difficult to watch him play coming off a serious injury with a different team and an incentive-laden contract. That means he's going to play hard. You know, you know he's going to play hard because he want to make those incentives. But is he going to be able to recover from an injury like that and be a productive player at the level that we are used to seeing him at. I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm really not so sure. Hey, but before I get out of here, you know, speaking of golf, um, today I played in a charity uh, golf tournament, Move to Improve, here in Palm Coast, Florida. Lovely Palm Coast, Florida. It's a little chilly in the uh, low 70s, I'd say. But um, I played with um, Mr. George Weaver, uh, Mr. Um, Bill Suttles, and Nate Mason, and we were fortunate enough to come in first place. And I just want to say thank you, guys, man. You know, I, I don't win too many first places, especially in golf. Uh, but um, I really want to thank you guys for carrying me and making me a part of a winning team. And we also had a chance to win some of those, um, wow, what are those, those Google Minis? Well, that was a nice prize, too. One of the nicest prizes I've ever won. I haven't won too many prizes in golf, but that was one of the nicest ones I've ever won. I want to thank our guest, Barry Wagner, for coming on the show and making this a real special show. Uh, And, Barry, we really appreciate your prayers and your honesty on the Sports Info UM radio show. We know that um, taking out your precious time and being a part of our show is, is important to us. And we really want to say thank you. Thanks, Barry. Hey, guys. um, You listen to Sports Info UM. And we'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.